Why is church important to you? Because it helps me become more like Jesus in a community. Because it, it relieves the pressure of the modern world. Because it is a place where we all come together and we have one purpose. Because I've grown up in the church and I've seen like my friends grow up in the church. So we have a sense of like unity. Why is church important to you? Because it strengthens my connection with God. Because it gives you a place where you can praise and worship in a community. It provides me the stability and support system. Good morning, church. Good morning. It's lovely to see you all. Today is going to look a little bit different. We've got so many wonderful things happening. We have the wonderful pleasure of people getting baptized today. The young people are going to be taking the service. Everything you see is everything they have worked so hard on and put together. Um, we also have some wonderful musicians. We have Josiah and we also have Elliot with us today. Please make them feel welcome. And if, if I can invite you to stand and we're going to have our first song. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you call us out to step out in faith, Lord. You call us out to trust you, Father, to walk upon the waters, Lord. For when we have our eyes fixed on you, all things are possible. Anything is possible. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding that, that reminding us of that this morning. Thank you, God, that your presence is with us today. Amen. Amen. Do take a seat, guys. So, this morning we have an amazing privilege in witnessing six people getting baptized today. Are you excited? Yes? It's very exciting. As you know, sometimes standing behind here can be the most daunting part of, of getting baptized. So please encourage people as they come up to share their story, to share what God has done in their lives for how he has led them to this point. We are so blessed to witness this moment, this pivotal moment in these six people's lives. The first person I'm going to invite is Renea. Good morning, church. Um, I'm already emotional. <laughs> Do you know what? It feels really wonderfully strange um, to be standing up here because when I came to this church pre-COVID for the first times, I used to sit in the corner over there and I <laughs> tried to make my introverted self as invisible as possible. <laughs> Um, but I really do feel so completely and utterly over the moon and blessed um, to be here today getting baptised. Um, growing up, I was raised as a Hindu, but I always had a realisation that there was something more out there in the universe. And even as a five-year-old, I remember thinking that the world is so much bigger 
than what I could see in front of me. And it came to a point when my Hindu roots just couldn't answer all the questions that I had as a child, and I started searching for other faiths. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet so many Christians at my school, my secondary school, and in life who encouraged my questions and urged me to find the answers myself rather than just taking their word for it. And I'm really, really grateful to them because I finally found my answers and my faith in Christianity. Um, <laughs> however, that was 17 years ago when I was first called to Christ. And I've been really embarrassed that it's actually taken me this long to uh, get baptized. But my first time at this church was an Easter Sunday many years ago when there was um, a 90 plus year old man called Jeff getting baptized. And Jeff, you inspired me so, so much. Um, so through the last year of shielding and isolating during COVID, I had lots and lots of time to think. And I realized that it's never too late to proclaim your faith and be baptized. So here I am, years from when I first found the faith. Woo! <laughs> Um, years from when I first found the faith that saved me so many times, here I am, and God has worked in the most incredible ways in my life. He guided me through so much awful depression when I lost my father to motor neuron disease. He encouraged me to follow my heart and become a teacher, and his most recent miracle was blessing myself and my husband with a baby boy last August and we're expecting another in a few months. So, knowing the truth that he is always watching, guiding and encouraging me to live a peaceful, glorious life full of adventure makes me excited, not just for my future, but for everyone around me as well. Um, I wasn't gonna share this last bit, but I just felt this compelling need to so, in my father's final moments before he passed away in hospital, I was actually holding his hand and I asked God to choose a passage for him. Now, my father was a Hindu, but throughout his illness, he became so open to my faith, to Christianity, and to lots of other faiths. And so, I opened my Bible randomly in the hospital and the verse that God chose for him was when Jesus forgave a paralyzed man for his sins and healed him. And Jesus says to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat, walked out in full view of them all. And when I read this verse out loud to my dying father, I was so overcome with emotion because at that point, my father had been paralyzed for over three years. And it was just such a beautiful, fitting verse to read to him. And I remembered this memory yesterday, um, writing this testimony, and it felt a bit like what's also happening here to me today. Here, it feels like I'll no longer be paralyzed, but a new me is gonna emerge from this water, and I'm so excited, and I really hope that I can do this wonderful life that God has blessed me with justice. Thank you. Thank you for listening.
it's warm. That's good, Simon. <laughs> you never know when you first put your foot in what it's going to feel like. You know, I, what a privilege I have this morning of sharing a Bible verse with you, Ramia. You've made me cry this morning. Your testimony is wonderful, and God is working, isn't he? And Jeff, you know, getting baptised at 90, what an inspiration to so many in all of us in our walk with Christ, isn't it? To be with you this morning, Remy, and we have a verse for you, and it says this, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's from Psalm 23. May God bless you. from your sins, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Do you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and to serve him in the world? With the Lord's help, I will. Having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you by me and my sister in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Megan, you ready? Come on. Um, hello, my name is called Megan. I'm 12 years old and this is my testimony. Since I was little, I've been struggling with fear of what is um, uh, anxiety. But when I became a true Christian, as expected, God delivered me from this fear that, and gave me a sense of security and love. When I was at my darkest points, he protected me, and I thank him for that. He showed me for Psalms 91, proving that my God and our God will never abandon us. So the main reason why I want to get baptized is because I want to get baptized in the spirit and the flesh. So my message for you today is... When you think it's impossible, God makes it possible. Thank you.
Oh, Megan, we've known you since you were tiny. <laughs> and the verse we have for you is this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Gabby, ready? Good morning, church. I would first like to say thank you for taking the time to listen to my testimony. As most of you would know, I am Gabrielle Bourne and I'm 11 years old. I started coming to this church before I was four years old. I do not have a big testimony, but I too have my personal experiences with God and I'm not too young to acknowledge him. I can't remember if there is ever a time in my life that I have not been attending church. In addition, from a tender age, the word of God has been instilled in me by my mother and close family and friends, which helped to shape me into who I am today. Getting baptized today means a lot to me, something I have been looking forward to. As James 4, chapter 17 reads, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it is guilty of sin. Therefore, what's my excuse? God has proven his love for me time and time again. I remember last year, whilst I was studying for my 11 plus exam, I prayed so hard for God to help me, and he sure did come through for me. There have been many occasions when I'm, when I'm worried and feeling anxious about challenges, but, God, but my faith in God brought me through victoriously. I'm a work in progress, still a long way to go, but with Jesus, I will make it. I know God's favor is upon me, and I'm eternally indebted to him. As I'm about to be baptized, I'm ready to fully dedicate and commit myself to God. I pray for humility and to grow where I am planted. Along my Christian journey, I know the challenges will be many, but I ask God to grant me knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as I equip myself with his words. As I continue to grow my faith, I want God to use me to spread his words, especially to my peers. Please keep me in your prayers.
Gabrielle, let me tell you, you have a big testimony. You are absolutely inspirational, and we will certainly be keeping you in our prayers. You're amazing, and God has got such a plan and a purpose for you. Our verse for you is this, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, like you experienced it already, will transcend all understanding. It will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus always. Amen. Gabriel, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Do you turn from your sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Do you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and to serve him in the world? Gabriel, having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. <laughs> Katie. Betty Katie. Good morning, church. The book of Moses is one of my favorite parables in the Bible. But my favorite part is when the Hebrew said, For ye have brought us forth into the wilderness to starve this whole assembly with hunger. What was said lacked so much faith, hope, and gratitude, especially when God made, rain, made it rain bread from the heavens after. That's when a new revelation came to me. At times that I lacked faith and gratitude, at times when I was just as hungry as the Hebrews, I remembered God will make bread and bread rain from the heavens. I didn't know what God was planning, but I knew that it was gonna be great. And when I stopped asking why me, is when I saw a greater change. God helped me change my perspective on everything, to, to see the positive in all that he does, to not focus on the negative, however the lesson that's being preached. Time and time again, I've doubted God, just like the Hebrews, and time and time again, he's proved me wrong, because he's my friend, he's my father, he's my saviour. Amen. Katie, again, how lovely. We've known you for so many years. And you've grown up into this beautiful woman of God. 
Our verse for you is this, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. Katie, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. Do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Will you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and to serve him in the world? With the Lord's help, I will. Katie, having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptise you, Katie, my sister, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We now have Joanne. Hi, okay, I'm nervous, so excuse me. Okay, so hi, my name is Joanne, and in 2019, I was diagnosed with a rare illness, which God has delivered me from. And during my treatment, sorry, which was home to some of my lowest points, God never left my side. He was always there listening and answered every cry of help that I had. There was not one time he didn't answer me. Even when I was too worried to continue, too weary to, con to continue fighting, he would tell me keep going through the word, not to lose faith or hope. So today I'm being baptized because of God's faithfulness and consistency in my life, even after being healed. God is always faithful to me, even when I'm not. And that type of love to me is unfathomable. There's no words to describe it. And I think what other way to show God my love and appreciation than to surrender my life and being to serving him and recognizing him as my savior and father. Just because I'm being baptized and I'm a child of God doesn't mean I won't face adversity or that I still don't now. But whenever some things do seem impossible, I remember when I was sick, ill, weak in hospital for months. Salvation back then seemed very impossible. But yeah, I'm here speaking in front of you today. So if there's one thing I want you to take away from this is that God is always faithful and there's absolutely nobody too far to feel his love. Joe, what a privilege to be here today and see you with everyone else get baptised. Your verse says this, You, dear child, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen.
John, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Do you turn from your sin? I do. Renounce evil and intend to follow Christ? I do. Will you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and to serve him in the world? With God's help, I do. Joanne, having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Finally, because she's been waiting so patiently, so please encourage you she comes up, Jackie. <laughs> Good morning. Hello, I'm Jackie, and my testimony can be summarised by the phrase, God moves in a mysterious way. I was an atheist until the age of 53, but I now have really strong Christian faith. So what happened? I'd had type one diabetes for many years, and by the time I got to 53, I'd had multiple operations with more to come. But this isn't a sad story. So I lost my job, but without this, I'd still be an atheist. A repeated message in my head that didn't stop, that I now know was God, kept telling me to volunteer. So I went along to a local church where Pastor Dave Chuck was helping homeless and vulnerable people. Dave accepted me as a volunteer. If he hadn't, I'd still be an atheist. While volunteering, I found the church ministers, Danny and Steve Mayo, to be so loving and caring and practical, just like your lovely ministers here, that for the first time in my life, I wanted to hear them actually preach. And I had sat through hundreds of sermons and nothing had meant a thing. So just one service and that was it. I realised that not only was God very real, but he had been with me all my life. He helped the scientists discover insulin that keeps me alive, and he led me to meet lovely Christians who would help me find him, because I was doing a terrible job on my own, and some of those lovely Christians are right over there. And they all helped me. They all helped me find God. 
I have witnessed four miracles since becoming a Christian, and here is just one. I was volunteering helping rough sleepers. Now it was really cold, and a rough sleeper was shivering and came in and he desperately needed socks. Now there was a table behind me. It was completely empty. We had no socks, so I prayed. Now, when I turned round, that table wasn't empty. There was a pair of warm men's socks right in the middle. There was no one anywhere near and nowhere for the socks to fall from, and that table had been completely empty. God did this. And this is my favourite phrase of all time. God is awesome. And I'm hugely new and I'm a huge work in progress. I've only known him for a short time, but he is here and he is alive and Jesus rose from the dead. And I'm looking forward to hugging him. Even if he doesn't accept me, if I'm not worthy, I still want to hug him. And I love all of you for letting me do this. First of all, I want to say none of us are worthy, but our God is full of grace for every single one of us. God welcomes you as his dearly loved, adopted child, the same as anyone else here. Everyone is welcome to Christ and praise God. This morning, what testimonies we've heard, haven't we? My goodness me, I, I'm very emotional. Thank you. It's been an absolute delight getting to know you the last few months. And we look forward to what God is going to do in and through you over the coming years. Your verse is this, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Jackie, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. Do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Will you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and to serve him in the world? With the Lord's help, I will. Jackie, having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptise you, Jackie, my sister, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.
Let's sing it again. He's Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these beautiful people this morning who you have called to be your children. Father, we pray for your anointing upon them. We pray for your spirit to fall afresh on them and to fill them to overflowing today in a special way. Lord, we thank you for those testimonies we've heard of how you are at work in their lives. And God, you've been at work in our lives too this morning. Father God, we pray for anyone in our midst who doesn't yet know you, whether they're listening online, whether they're in the building. Father God, we pray that the words that you've spoken through your children this morning would be touching lives and hearts, that Lord, those that don't know you who are listening this morning would come to know you, come to put their faith in you, come to experience you for themselves as was shared in the testimonies. And God, for those of us who have already gone this way and followed you through baptism and have you as our Lord of our lives, God, we thank you and praise you that whilst none of us are good enough, yet all of us are welcome and invited because of what Christ did on the cross for us. Jesus, we give you ourselves afresh this morning and we ask you to be Lord of every part of our lives. Amen. Please take your seats. I'm now doing a Haley. I'm sure I won't do quite a good job as her. So Haley, I apologize. This evening, we have no evening worship this evening, but please get in touch with one another. Invite each other around for a coffee. Do something a little bit radical and give someone a phone call, have a chat with them. Have an opportunity this evening to fellowship together instead in your homes. Tuesday, we have our prayer meeting at eight o'clock on Zoom. Please join us. It'd be lovely to have um, more people join that one. The Wednesday lunchtime service is taking place at 12.45 here in the building. Wednesday midweek in the evening isn't on this week, but it restarts again next week. It's a really good series about the environment. How apt and appropriate is that right now? 
For those of you who knew Jacques de Vries, um, we heard that sadly he'd passed away um, a week or so ago and his funeral has been arranged for the 5th of November at 10.30 at Bentley Crematorium on Ongar Road. So please, if you want to know more um, about that funeral, please speak to one of the ministers or Hayley. Um, we have the Moldova Christmas appeal that you'll see in your notice sheet. We still are wanting a few more bits and pieces. Please bring them in so that we can bless people in Moldova. Um, and JJ and David are setting it up for us. So please speak to them if you've got any questions. And then we have Remembrance Sunday coming up soon on the 14th of November. We'll start early that day, so 10 o'clock. We'll be meeting here to worship together so that there'll be a chance for anyone who chooses to do so to go and join the service of Memorial over the road. Um, we'd also be hoping to serve tea and coffees from the front of our building that morning. So if you're able to volunteer and help to serve tea and coffees to the crowds of people that always meet, we would really like your help. So please speak to Ruth um, or email Ruth in the office if you are able to help. Thank you. We are going to thank God now for the offering. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the gifts that have been given today and throughout the week to continue your work here and wider afield. Father God, we pray for each gift that it would be used for your glory, that we would see many, many more baptisms of people coming to know you and worshipping you. Father, use our gifts, use our lives, use us and this church, we pray, to bring you glory and to share your love with the world. In Jesus' name, amen. In a moment, you're about to see a video which introduces the theme of today's service. We have just watched six people put their trust in God, decided to follow him for the rest of their days. In this next part of the service, the young people are going to show you various different things that are going to be relative to that theme. And the first thing you're going to see is a video that they have chosen. I'm one of 60 people in the UK born with a medical condition, which means I have a swollen right leg and foot. Before I was born, these complications caused doctors to question my quality of life. My parents were offered an abortion because the medical team thought I would have no hope of walking, running, or being independent. My life had no purpose. Sometimes the world sees me as being different, why me? God, why am I made the way I am? I remember sitting in waiting rooms, terrified, crying on my mum's shoulders. I had no strength on my own, but I had found strength in God. I still don't know why I have what I have, but I believe that God gave me my leg as it is. I am made in God's image. I'm able to walk, run and play sport for UE. I'm not held back, I am satisfied that Jesus died for me. 
regardless of the medical conditions that I have. Okay, um, we're going to be showing you a sketch that uh, the young people have written. This is all, again, relative to the theme. At this point, if anybody has any um, children or any littlies, we have a craft table at the back. Um, please make your way down to their parents. You can sit with them if you want to. There are things on the table for them to make. There is a trust boat activity. There are Bible verses for them to color that are relative to day service. And there is also a Moses picture book as well for them to for them to enjoy in that. So if you want to make your way over now, you can. Wonderful. Okay, and we're going to switch things around a little bit. So I'm going to invite Ellie and Suzeph, and they are going to come and share a message all to do with, with today's theme. The theme of today's sermon is tr trust. Trust is the belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. In a world where everything is falling apart, full of panic, we should learn to place our hope in something that doesn't change. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus does not change, and so we should place our trust in him. Can we open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4? Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> um, so Genesis 12, 1-4 says, The Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your relatives, and your father's home, and go to a land that I am going to show you. I will give you many descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will bless you and make your name famous, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but I will curse those who curse you. And through you, I will bless all the nations. When Abraham was 75 years old, he started out for Haran, as the Lord had told him to do and Lot went with him. So Abraham was told to leave everything he knew to be home, to a place that God would show him. He did not even know where he was going to, which required him to really trust God. 
Even though the end was not clear from when he was told this and he couldn't see where, how it was going to be possible, he still stepped out in faith. A normal reaction would be, to be, would be to be fearful, which causes us to doubt what God has said to us. But in Joshua chapter, nine, one, chapter 1, verse 9, God says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for I, the Lord your God, am going with you wherever you go. This gives us the confidence to be obedient, as God will never forsake his children. Looking at this story, we can be encouraged to be obedient to God, no matter how crazy it may sound. We know that he has plans for us, and in order to live in God's will, we will have to believe that these things will come to pass in our lives. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. If we keep God at the centre of our lives, he will guide us. We should always remember he knows best, and everything he tells us is for a reason which will benefit us. Thank you for listening. We can also see how Abraham trusted God in Genesis 22, where it says, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering, as one of the mount- at- on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Even though this is arguably one of the most challenging things that could ever be asked of a parent, Abraham trusted that. Even if he didn't understand it himself, God would have a valid reason to make him do this. Abraham was evidently right, because just as he was about to carry out the sacrifice, God said, do not lay a hand on the boy, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And God later says that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, I will surely bless you and make you your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Abraham's story is the perfect example of how we can always rely on God to provide the right outcome even if we can't possibly see how. Surely if Abraham can trust God in a situation as as extreme as this, we can learn to put our trust in him throughout our day-to-day lives. Even if we don't know what to do, Abraham shows that we can always put our trust in the never-failing and rewarding plan that God has for each and every one of us. This story happened a long time ago. Moses was a newborn baby when Pharaoh ordered all of the Hebrew baby boys to be killed. Moses' mother was afraid, so she hid her son away. But when she couldn't hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket, placed Moses in it, and put, and put among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. Miriam, Moses' sister, watched the basket as it drifted off down the river. The basket had reached Pharaoh's temple, where Pharaoh's daughter was by the river. She saw the basket and picked it up to find Moses inside.
Farah's daughter raised Moses along with his brother Ramses. He grew up to be a prince of Egypt and eventually a prophet who God had chosen to deliver the Hebrews from slavery in Egypt. And yeah, thank you. This story is an example of how great God is and how he always has a plan and is at work during times of trouble and adversity. The Hebrew who were enslaved by the Egyptians were desperate to be free and God had a plan to save them through Moses. Moses trusted God, Moses believed everything that God told him and he was faithful to God. No matter the circumstances, when we trust God and the people he puts us around, like our family, like our church, and people who care for us, we too can be free. Didn't they do well? Should we give them a round of applause just to encourage them? weeks and weeks of preparation in 30 minutes every Sunday over the last month or so. Now I'm going to invite Caleb and he's going to come up and do the prayer. In Jesus' name, thank you Lord that we can always trust you, always. And thank you, Lord, that you're always good and faithful to us. Please, O oh Lord, help us to always be faithful to you. Help us to hold on to your faith through uncertainty and to know that your plan for our world and our lives shall prevail regardless of how things at present may seem. Lord, I pray for those who have been failed by the system or neglected. I pray for bridges to have been built for trust to grow between us and for around us. For, for with trust comes unification, and with unification comes peace. I pray particularly for those whose mistakes have tarnished their reputations. I pray for the trust between nations, that we would work together to protect your creation, not destroy it. Lord, I pray for the poor, for those who feel rejected in society, for those who have wronged been wronged by others and for those who have hurt others. Lord, I pray that you would forgive us when we don't do the right thing. Help us, Lord, to help each other more, to be merciful and to forgive and just to forgive as you do. Dear Lord, I pray that as we go into everyday life, please, O oh Lord, protect us, O oh Lord. Please, O oh Lord, guide us into your perfect light. I pray that the Spirit of God inside us, that we may have the good qualities that Jesus God, the Holy Spirit taught us to have. Let us never run out of love. Thank you, God, that you continue to love us all the days of our lives. Lord, as we go out into our week, give us the spirit of trust, good forgiveness and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. about to sing our final song for today. I think there's so many amazing things that we can take from what we've heard of today. How we have seen 
so many people of different ages committing their lives to God. And something that I always remember, something that I always think about, even in my adult life, is that God calls us to have childlike faith, to trust him, to believe that he is who he says he is, to do the things that he says he's going to do, and to, and to, and to love us how he says he's going to love us. The world may contradict that. The world, may, might, the world might make things complicated in our minds. But actually, so much of our relationship with God is about just holding on to his promises and to wholeheartedly believe that he is a God who loves us, a God that is for us, and a God that we can trust in. And this last one that we're about to sing tells us all about that, tells us about how good he is. I invite you to stand if you're able. May each one of you know this morning that we have a good, good father and that regardless of whatever it is we might be going through or facing, that his plans are perfect for each and every one of us. If you don't know that this morning or if you need reassurance, please ask somebody to pray with you this morning. I read the verses that say this, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.